0: Welcome to Community Justice Talks. This is Molly Rowan Leach. I'm your host every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Mountain Time. That's uh, one hour of great live interviews, music, and news for the Upper Arkansas Valley as well as streaming online. We are K H E N L P Salida. That's 106.9 FM on your radio dial as well as khen.org K-H-E-N dot O-R-G stream us online from anywhere in the world and also check out some of our fresh podcasts from the last few weeks we're going to start posting a lot more of those so look out for them if you can't catch us live make sure that you go check the website regularly so that was you too with pride in the name of love and as I had mentioned before um, the track before that was from Invictus. Great soundtrack. Movie with Matt Damon and Morgan Freeman on the life of Nelson Mandela. And uh, that was World in Union. So, without further ado, going into our live interview segment now, we are so pleased to have with us live via telephone Anna Jones, who is the producer and director of a new documentary called Taking Our Places. And today's show is called Taking Our Places, A Transformational Approach to Parenting and Life. And a lot of us don't have children, but this show will still apply to you. So stay tuned with us today. Anna was born in Portugal and she grew up in Switzerland. Following a travel abroad program, exploring the impact of globalization on the environment and culture, Anna came to the US to study. After a B.A. in political science from Barnard College, Anna graduated from Columbia Law School, where she was awarded as a Stone Scholar and Human Rights Fellow. Before dedicating herself to filmmaking, Anna founded Real Youth Incorporated, a video production program for youth coming out of detention and other underserved youth. Her first documentary, Generation Meds, Explored our fears and misgivings about mental illness and medication. Fresh, Anna's second documentary, celebrates the farmers, thinkers, and business people across America who are reinventing our food system. She is the mother of two beautiful girls, and with her new documentary project that we're going to be discussing today, taking our places, she hopes to explore new ground in parenting strategies and childhood development. So just like to warmly welcome you here, Anna. I'm I'm assuming I pronounce your first name Anna. Is that true? Welcome. Yes.
1: Much Molly Anna Joannes. <laughs>
0: Anna Joannes. thank you, so yes.
1: um, um, well, thank you for your patience. That you say Jones, and I I, I see that I need to um to remember to change my bio because now I have a third child, so I have two beautiful girls and a beautiful boy.
0: Oh, wonderful! And you are with us today from New York. Is that true?
1: that's correct
0: Uh uh-huh and this is uh this is where you do most of your filmmaking work correct you have your own studios up there and is it
1: you know i don't i don't have a studio i I work mostly work from home um you know the equipment is light and editing equipment is is um basically a computer these days so um i work from home and and wherever i need to be for filming and Mm -hmm. Um, and I have an editor now in the city. I'm I'm outside of the city, um, in a beautiful town called Beacon and um uh, my editor is in New York City.
0: Wonderful. Well, um I've mentioned a couple of times to our listeners today that, that today's topic is even though a lot of us may not be parents, it definitely could apply to all of us. So why don't we just dive into the conversation about this new documentary film um, by starting out, if you could set kind of a context of uh what inspired you to do the previous films that you've done um what got you into filmmaking um and share share any glimpses into your your professional path or otherwise that might oh, add sure. to our understanding of of the great work that you're doing
1: now you know, great, yes, yeah, thank you so I mean. Um, I, As you mentioned, I, I went to law school, and I worked very briefly as, as an attorney. And I think I, I went to law school, um, like a, many many of my, my friends at that time, um, wanting to affect change in the world and thinking that uh, a law degree would give me access and legitimacy and, and uh, um, ability to make changes. And then I, I realized that as much as I enjoyed the study of the law, uh, I was not cut out to be a lawyer and um and I wasn't sure that the kind of changes that or the place where uh I wanted to most um affect change was, was through the law. Um and uh and so I started kind of searching and, and figuring out what I wanted to do and um at that time I um one of my um, interests for, for for many, many years has, has been around uh, um has always been around youth and, and um, and one of the studies, one of the, a lot of what I was studying in law school and before that in college were um, issues with uh, incarceration of youth and, and racism in our uh, juvenile justice system and in our educational system. And so mm-hmm. I and I felt like it was a subject that was very hard to discuss. And um, I thought I wanted to make a documentary about it. So even back then I, I was thinking about making a documentary as a means to, uh, to connecting with people and to to uh, bring about awareness and, and perhaps change, but um, once I started uh, uh, thinking about making a documentary about the juvenile justice system, I started talking to a lot of people that were involved with these youth. and um, one of the things that I kept hearing because I wanted I didn't want to make a movie and and just kind of um, utilize the story of this kid. And not give something back to them, you mm-hmm. know I felt like the process itself of the documentary has to be meaningful for the people involved. and I thought, well, how can I do that? And I thought, well, if I taught them some skills, if I give them an opportunity to to tell their own stories with camera, then um then even if the documentary itself doesn't do anything for the world, the the process, my interaction with them would have would have been worthwhile
0: mm-hmm. And
1: so I started mm-hmm. talking to people and um, part part of that process was saying, well, you know, I'd like to give this kid camera. I would like to teach them how to tell their stories. And then I would integrate the footage that it would give me into maybe a documentary. And people were not all that interested in my documentary idea, but they were really excited by the idea of uh, um, video production classes for um, kids in detention or coming out of detention. And so uh, uh, it took a weird, weird turn where I kind of dropped the idea of the documentary and I started an art for profit. And for a couple years, uh, I was basically uh, creating uh, production programs for, for at-risk youth. And um, and I, I loved the work with the youth, but I, I really uh, wasn't enjoying trying to figure out how to, to make a, a not-for-profit work. And at one point, um, people pointed out to me that um I was asking these these young people to do something that I wasn't doing. I was asking them to make themselves vulnerable and to tell their story mm-hmm. and to create a piece of work to find their voice in other words and And I hadn't done that myself, right? I wasn't necessarily finding my voice or taking risks uh, creatively and i said okay fine i'll 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 try that. I'll try to make a documentary or you know it was something I had wanted to do for a long time. I just didn't have the courage and yet I was asking. These young people to do it,
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: I reached out to a friend of mine, and I said, "Would you like to do a project with me?" And he was doing the same kind of work as I was, working with youth, um, making a, a video, and he said, "Yes, let's do it." And so together we kind of picked a subject. I mean, you know, it took a while, but we were kind of exploring what we would want to do, and eventually we settled on this idea of uh, of, of looking at, at mental illness, and. Um, and that's how it came about a uh, generation med, and mm-hmm. uh, I was really by the end of that documentary, I was hooked. I loved the process. Mm-hmm. I felt like I found my place, mm-hmm. and um, and I just right away started on fresh, which was uh, a documentary, which is a documentary about sustainable agriculture.
0: Mm. Wow, I I share your passion for me, for media and for storytelling. I I think we have such an opportunity as citizens to creatively engage together, tell stories, um, create frameworks for us to understand ourselves better and our world and our country even and what's happening happening systemically um, and ways in which perhaps we can change things. So I really thank you for your, your committed work in the area and uh, of course I know we're supposed to be talking about your new film but um, your other films just sound fabulous and I wondered if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit about where people could find them, and sure. um, and maybe just a few more words about about the film on mental illness, since uh, well, you, you know, brought that I up. I'd like to, to hear more.
1: Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, well, I I want to add that you know mm, what I think is the power of documentary. Uh, which is something that I realized back in law school is that you can't really convince people with facts and figures that we are, I think, at the core, emotional beings, and that if people can't connect, you know, so like I can talk until I'm blue in the face about the percentages um, and the injustices and the numbers, uh, and as long as it's numbers, people are just gonna like just talk about it as if you know it, it's just um, like, like well as a statistics. But if what you're talking about is your little brother, you know, or your cousin, or your neighbor, or a person, a story, uh, and and your heart is open to that to that individual, who's that human being who's suffering, then that changes the way you react. And so I think this is really the power of storytelling, Mm
0: -hmm. um, that
1: you know, that it goes beyond our our our, you know, it goes straight to our heart, and it it has the ability to change us in that way, and to and to really bring us to action, you know, because a lot of us know about um, the stuff that's going on that might not be right, <laughs> um, but we are, you know, we're busy. Our lives are busy, and so for us to choose to do something about some of these injustices, uh, we have to be moved. So I mm-hmm. think really that's the power of of, of, uh, of storytelling in in all its forms. Um, and so uh, Generation Med um, is really an exploration of the stigma uh, of mental illness, and I think all of us. Um, Either have suffered from mental illness or know someone, maybe even a very close relative or friend who has suffered from mental illness. Mm -hmm. And yet, most people who suffer feel isolated um, Mm -hmm. and shameful of their illness. And I think that's the biggest burden um, of um, people suffering from mental illness in the sense of finding it's hard to get to treatment if you have to fight shame first, you know, if you have to. Uh, if you think that being mental ill means you are weak um
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: you have to hide it from others. so I think that the movie was really about um finding a, you know following these really wonderful young people that um you know any any other all the all you know all of us could relate to and admire and you know uh, uh, see their value in and just have them reveal their own struggles with mental illness. Because I think that this, to hear others talk about their mental illness and also see them actually uh, doing well, is I think one of the best medicine against that isolation and and um, and stigma. And so that's really what uh, Generation Med is about. It, it it's not um, about you know what often people think about the the you know the pharmaceutical company, pharmaceutical companies and and uh, the all of the you know. Kind of the, the concerns about people popping too many pills and all of that, it's really just more about uh, wanting to, to to take away the isolation mm-hmm. and the sense of shame that's attached to mental illness and to help people use really whatever tool is available to them, including medication, mm-hmm. um, to, to find their way towards more ease in mm-hmm. their life. And that, you know, suffering is not the only way to learn. Um, ease can be an incredible teacher. So I think that's important to keep that in mind. So that's Generation Med. Unfortunately, Generation Med is not available um, anywhere to be seen besides uh, on my website. You can, But you can, if you uh, back my current documentary, Taking Our Paces on my Kickstarter, uh, one of the gifts, one of the rewards, I think it's called, uh, is uh, uh, Taking Our uh, Generation Med. So I uh-huh. will send that to you for, I think it's a $50 level.
0: Okay. And
1: then the next movie is Fresh, and Fresh... Um, is really kind of the answer to um, to Food Inc. It's In like part two. For so anyone who's seen Food Inc and, and uh, feels incredibly um, depressed by the current state of our food system, the absurdity and exploitation and uh, extraction of our resources and uh, pollution of our earth that, that results from, uh, from our really uh, ridiculous food system, uh, fresh is the... The, the look at the solutions. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a series of, like, I guess, three segments looking at, at some amazing people around the country who are um, who are really offering an alternative system, another way to to produce food and to distribute it uh, that is really respectful of the earth and of each other. Mm-hmm and uh, okay. it's a very inspiring and hopeful documentary and it's available in, in many uh, outlets including my website but it's on Amazon Prime you can mm-hmm. um, view it online on Amazon Prime and it's uh, it's available I think other places
0: I just uh I had the honor and pleasure of speaking with uh, some of the uh, with the campaign director and the, one of the founders of the the GMO labeling movement here in Colorado which did not pass this time but Um, certainly a lot of great facts were brought up and a lot of dismantling of the opposition's take on how it would affect things here in colorado and beyond and so it's really important for for media and for uh, dialogue to continue to happen on these things and of course you're doing that with this film again that's um the movie is called fresh and uh on a Joannis uh, is the producer-director of that film as well. And before, um, before we go into our next segment here, just want to take a pause to thank you for tuning in. This is K-H-E-N-L-P Salida, 106.9 FM on your dial. Beautiful day here in the upper Arkansas Valley, 36.9 degrees outside, really beautiful sunny day. Community radio needs community support, and we encourage you to get involved. We offer a lot of great opportunities for youth, as well as partnerships with the Symphonic Salida, um, as well as syndicated international programming and great local programming. So get on board if you haven't already. CAHEN.org. The views expressed on Community Justice Talks are those of myself and or my guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the CAHEN staff volunteers, underwriters, or board of directors. And I'd just like to put out there that uh, military veterans can learn about programs and eligibility for services by calling Bethany Hall, Veteran Employment Representative for the Colorado Department of Labor and Employment, at 970-248-7572. That's 970-248-7572. Neighbor-to-neighbor Chaffee County Shuttle. If you need help getting to the store, beauty shop, or doctor's office, contact neighbor to neighbor. They and their volunteers help the elderly, disabled, or chronically ill get where they need to go. There's a small fee for the service. To see how you can schedule a pickup or if you would like to become a volunteer, call neighbor to neighbor at 530 223 We're talking with Anna Johannes. She is the producer and director of our new film called Taking Our Places. Today's show is called A Transformational Approach to Parenting and Life. So, Anna, it's great to have you with us here today on Community Justice Talks. Why don't we go more more directly into talking about this new film now? Give us some context for, for what, what uh, you've set out to do with taking our places.
1: Yes, thank you, Molly. Um, well, you know since we we were talking about fresh, i'll I'll start from from there uh, because as you mentioned, I, I don't think this is a movie uh, or a topic that's only for parents and, and usually my way to introduce it is to really to talk about my experience as a as a mother. but um the, the the motivation for this documentary actually precedes me becoming a mother. and um one of the main characters in, in my documentary, Fresh is Joel Salatin, and he, he's well known because he's also in Pudink and he He's in Michael Pollan's book. there's this incredible Virginia farmer. And so I'm in his farm, and he's doing a tour, and he's talking about, you know, um, just how incredibly creative and, and innovating the way he's farming is. And at one point he says, you know, and he shows, like, how, he says about, like, how everything he does is about respecting the essence of, you know each thing so like you know uh, respecting the thickness of the pig and the tomato-ness of the toe tomato and the um the cowness of the cow and he, then he said you know when you do that everything follows and what follows um or everything falls into place sorry and then um he started explaining and he took back like, the whole day like what falls into places and it, it's really incredibly mind-boggling what actually does fall into place and it's not only Happier animals or healthier animals, which makes sense. It's not um, healthier meat, you know, tastier meat or healthier meat, which also kind of makes sense to me. Um, But it's a soil that is denser, that is uh, more resilient because it absorbs more water. Since you're building soil, you can then absorb more water, which makes you more resilient to drought. Um, It also absorbs more carbon. Um, because it keeps building so fast, and that in itself, you know, kind of fights global warming um, because it's, it's capable of absorbing carbon at rates that are higher than than a, a forest. And, you know, I'm just it, it was just like just instead of showing just like how the ripple effect was so far-reaching of this very simple act of respecting the essence of each being that he was dealing with, and then he turned to each one of us in the group and he said, "Well, what would it mean for our community if we treated each other that way?" You know, what does it mean to respect, you know, to express the ananess of Anna, you know, turning mm-hmm. to me? And that really stayed with me. I was just like, am I, am I being true to myself? What does it even mean? What is it to live authentically for me, you know? Like, is it about the job that I'm doing? Is it about, like, how, what does it mean? And so that that became kind of a question that stayed with me and that took a different, um, uh, even a, a Kind of a new meaning once I had children, but I think that taking our places um, is is just for the continuation of this exploration. Uh, Fresh was about moving from this model, this linear model, where we are separate from nature and moving to one where we understand and realize that we are all interconnected and that there is no separation between us and everything else in the world. And taking our places is, is um, under, with that understanding, realizing that everything you do has um, a, a very important impact.
0: Uh, Anya, and can I can I stop oh, you for I'm just? Sorry. No, you're. This is beautiful. Thank you so much. You just made a really important point though that I want to go back to just really quickly, and that's um, realizing our interconnection and coming from a standpoint. Uh, at least of some people that that's a pretty scary thing to realize. Um, why do you think people are so afraid to address our interconnectivity and that that or is it um, is it true that more people believe in our interconnection and and the understanding that what we do affects everyone, um, whether it be to our earth or to each other?
1: Well, you know, I think it's because most of the time it's always pointed out as like a guilt-tripping thing, you know, like we're interconnected and therefore you're responsible for the destruction of everything around you, you know. <laughs> when um, I think the way I'm approaching it uh-huh. is that it's this awesome, awesome, empowering thing, you know. I feel like I, you move through the world feeling like with with all the fear-driven. Media out there and all the doom and gloom, and this sense that you're so little compared to all of the incredibly complex and big problems in the world, and you feel like there's nothing I can do. And then you move to this system of like um of interconnectedness, and there is this sense of like, you know, what you do does matter. So I think it's incredibly empowering and meaningful, and I think it's a you know even if it wasn't true i think it's a, it's a it's a much more meaningful and happy life to mean that to live that mm-hmm. way to like to have that philosophy to drive you to feel like what you do is is deeply meaningful and i think it also has a radical change from you know being selfish and self-centered as being negative to kind of a sense of like this really radically transformative self-care that if you are not Taking care of yourself. If you're not expressing your voice, if you're not living authentically, if you're not taking your places, then you are not being responsible in the way that you you ought to be. If um, if the world is dependent on you in some you know crazy way, you know, mm-hmm. if all of us are responsible together, mm-hmm. then all of us have this kind of like awesome responsibility to to be true, to be really really um, genuine, authentic, real in our lives, and so. I think that, that the, the fear is mostly because the way it's been emphasized in the past um, is mostly one that, that's guilt-driven and not one that's focused on, on how much more satisfying life, your life is when, when you feel like you have an impact
0: mm-hmm. um, uh,
1: mm-hmm. on everything around you and certainly on your loved one. That's always the, the easiest place. That's why food is such a great micro-system to, to study this because you can see the impact of food on your health, on your community on the earth so directly. And I think this is why also, um now my focus is on, on families. Because um you know your you know, you there's no way of escaping the impact that you have on your family, on your loved one, you know, children or, or, or partner, um, colleagues, you know, you're you know, that's 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 an easy place to notice, to see the differences. Um when you are taking care of yourself, when you are uh, authentic uh when you model the kind of uh, being the kind of person you want to see in the world that you, you can see the impact that it has around you
0: and so uh, in preparing for for our time together today i i took a deeper look at your taking our places website which is www.parentingthemovie.com for our listeners who are interested um i would highly recommend checking it out that's where you also can find links for all of Anya's other work, I believe. But you, you outlined some important points here on the website about this new film. Um, you talk about uh, the film being perhaps a sounding board in some ways for, for families and parents. And um, you say that, that parenting is not intuitive necessarily. It's a, it's a skill. Um, and, then you go, and then you go into some other points. But let's start there. Um, talk a little bit more with us about that.
1: Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm realizing that there is kind of a theme about isolation in my work because the first the first main point almost of this movie is to um, support parents and to help them realize that they are not alone in their humanity. You know, I think all of us are usually on best behavior around people and then you keep kind of the... The worth of parenting behind closed door, you know, the yelling, the nagging, the the um, uh, the bribing, the uh, the punishment, etc. You know, all the stuff that that are so uh, difficult to endure in parenting is just, you know, usually behind closed doors if you can if you can do so. But and then we often feel guilty, and, and we think others are more competent or doing better. So I think one of the reason I'm I'm doing a movie where I'm following three families over a a lengthy period of time is to show like look you're not alone you know this is hard it's difficult you know nobody really knows what they're doing and we've never been so isolated in this job and so I think that's a big aspect of it to break the isolation um, and the kind of vicious cycle of comparing and judging others and uh, feeling guilty etc and then the second part which you know you just pointed out is that I think There is a sense of like, you know, I studied for years to be a lawyer, I had to take a bar exam, I did the same to become a citizen and then I had, you know, to just drive a car. I mean, you know, you know the story. And, you know, I became a parent and it was like here's our kids, you know, and it's you know, most of us parents feel like this is the most important thing that I'll ever do in my life and yet we're completely unprepared and most of us feel I don't wanna do necessarily what you know, what was done to me. I don't wanna repeat the same kind of parenting that I experienced. You know, even if we, we love our parents and we feel like they've done the best job they could, we might just not want to raise our children exactly that way. So we don't really necessarily have a model. Um, and and yet, you know, and we're overwhelmed with a bunch of experts out there. And so it's not intuitive and it's a skill that can be learned, but, like, how do you learn it? And um, how do you even start thinking about it in that way? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's definitely taking parenting outside of this um, this realm of, um, you know, just do it. Kind of perspective. You know, mm-hmm. Just you know, your parentage. be a mom. You know, just don't let your kid. You know, some, some, some. You know, a lot of like just stuff that has been repeated for decades or maybe centuries. And and actually become mindful and make the decision on like how how do I want to do this.
0: Well, you pointed you know, something.
1: What is to me? You,
0: you pointed something out that I especially resonate with, um, and that's that parenting is an opportunity for deep transformation. Um, you know, and and all of this like we've been talking about, can be applied out to our lives, whether we're parents or not. Um, and the principles that you've been discussing certainly apply to all of us, parents or not. Um, you you also are talking here about um, that you, in the film you spoke or followed i guess three different families is that is that true that's correct okay mm-hmm. and so let's go into that a little bit what did you discover in following three families what and what were you um were you hoping to illuminate anything in particular you know for, for the well, film you know
1: i i was kind of basing that the, in the the idea was based on kind of my own experience so i had a child and I was kind of winging it um, until at some point it wasn't really working so well. And, you know, before I was a ch- I had children, I was quite righteous about, like, how I thought I knew I needed to parent, you know. And I wasn't going to be the friend of my kid. They're going to know who the boss is. You know, they were going to be well-behaved. They weren't going to be, like, spoiled brat. You know, I had all these ideas of, like, how things were going to be. And then I found myself with, like, a really willful little girl. And I was trying to impose my will, but it was quite of a miserable Experience to do so, and it left me feel quite empty, and, and and it just wasn't working. So I started asking for advice, and I I kind of stumbled on a book, um, by Kashtan called Parenting from your from the Heart, and I I just completely resonated with the book, and it gave this this um this vision, gave me this vision of the kind of parenting that I really wanted to do. Um, but then the next day I still couldn't get my my little girl dressed, you know, still didn't know how to get her out of the house that I just tried and. Um, so I started seeking out a coach, a coach in that kind of partner, partnership-based parenting, uh, this kind of parenting that's meant to focus on connection and relationships uh, versus uh, power and uh, obedience. And um, and so I started coaching, and, and what I soon realized is that I was learning all of these interesting concepts, and I was trying to like uh, use them in, in my relationship with my child. But I was realizing that I wasn't really doing that with my husband, or with myself for that matter. And, you know, everybody knows you can't really teach your child, you know, you're modeling, you know. They're learning way more um, from just who you are in the world and how you communicate with -hmm. with people around you, especially your partner in life, than they're learning from what you're telling them they should do. So I was like, oh, I'm in trouble, you know? So I told my my, my my counselor, my coach, I said, listen, I think maybe we need to focus a bit on, on couple therapy for a while, and then from there, it was just like, well, you know, I have some, like, stuff that's just so stuck in my life, you know? Some, like, kind of really old feeling that needs to happen before I really can be, you know, modeling who I want to be and before I'm really fully available for my child in the way that I want to be. Because in the meantime, I'm just triggered and I'm reacting to my child. And so I think what I wanted to see is like, well, is this just me? You know, like is this incredible stuff that's happening, this this incredible learning and transformation and opening and healing that's happening in my life, that's improving my relationship with my husband, that's improving my relationship with myself, would that have happened to anyone, or is that just what I needed? You know, like mm-hmm. I was like, am I, you know, is what, what's happening here? So this was kind of the model. I said, well, let me try. Let's let's get three families. Completely different people than me. Let's tell them that it's about, you know, raising their children, like learning new skills, um, to and strategies to have better relationship with their children, because that's what we all want. And then let's see what happens to them. And you know, what happened to them is exactly what happens to me. You know, and actually, a few months into the shooting, they all turned to me and said, "You know, you lied to us." And I said, "No, I didn't lie." I was like, yes, you told us you were about parenting. It's not about parenting, you know. We're, it's, we're, we're changing our relationship with, you know, our understanding of our of our place, of how, you know, our filters in the world, like we're changing how we relate to each other, how we understand our stories, it's like this deep, deep thing that's happening, which is really hard and really kind of exciting and I was like, yes, okay, so <laughs> this is what's happening for others too. Mm. Wow, that's so And great. I think this is what I mean uh, by healing and I think most parenting experts will tell you like, yes, you can learn a few new tricks but at the end of the day, the work that you need to do as a parent is, is is internal work. You know, it's not about fixing your child. It's not about fixing what they do or getting them to behave better. It's really about you know just doing some some deep deep healing work and and deep understanding of yourself and 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 acceptance of who you are and mm. and then allowing that to. To change you and to change your relationship to others and, and to change your child, to allow your child to be in the world like, you know, who he or she is.
0: So it's just, it's really been extraordinary to have you here with us today. We've been talking with Anya, Anya Joannis. Anna. Um, Anna. Uh, Anna Joannis, producer, yes. producer and director of Taking Our Places, which is a new film um, that we've been discussing today, as well as her other extraordinary film work as a documentarian, um, parentingthemovie.com. You can find out more about this film there. Anna, is there anything else you'd like to say um, in closing as we're closing out here with our interview segment?
1: Well, yes, first of all, I want to thank you, Molly, for having me on, on your show. It's really exciting. I love community radio, so I'm, 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 I'm really glad to be here today. And I also want to ask anybody who's listening and who's interested to learn more, to visit our Facebook page, uh, taking our places, so that you can get our updates. And if you check the website, parentingthemovie.com, uh, you'll see that we are right now having a Kickstarter campaign because the movie is in production, and I'm raising money to be able to edit it. And so, if you you are moved and you resonate with this topic, you know, please consider visiting us and and um, and uh, and contributing a bit. Thank you so much.
0: Mm, thank you so much for your time today with us and once again Anna Joranis, producer director of Taking Our Places and other fabulous documentaries ParentingTheMovie.com is the website you'll want to go to to visit and find out more about her work and about this film and also just a reminder that we here at Community Justice Talks post our podcast so if you can't catch us live um, then you can catch us when um, we post our podcast usually 24 hours after the show at khan.org. We also have a site called restorativejusticeontherise.org that you can visit to find archives from about four years of dialogue with people from all over the world. Programming for you, khan.org. Thanks for joining us today. It's been great. We'll see you next week. This has been Community Justice Talks.